0: Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're talking New Year's resolutions for our first episode in the new year. In our spotlight, we'll look at 22 reasons to keep dairy in your diet for this year. A history Minute, we'll talk about the how the tradition of New Year's re- resolutions started, and we'll wrap it all up with some cool beans that's corny with some current events. With me today are Bill Schombert. Hey, guys. Max Garvey. What's up, everybody? Todd Schombert. Hey all the tilties out there. And I'm Matt Bruger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So we had an exciting weekend. Packers clinched the number one seed in the NFC. So now not only are they the kings of the north, they are the kings. top seed. Kings, kings of the, of the NFC. NFC. Yep. That would be in a couple of
1: weeks. If they win the NFC, then we can call them the kings, right? After we get, after we
0: get a little rest, get that COVID toll cleaned up. <laughs> he doesn't
1: have COVID toe.
0: I imagine he probably didn't feel the toe much last night. It was a little chilly. Is that chilly. cold? He just... I heard an
1: interview after the game, and he said it's the best he's felt in a long time, but he didn't get it stepped on either like he did against the Browns. That wasn't
0: a slide he had, I kind of wondered, like just the way he went. If the he put his bad foot up on top yep. or if he would keep it below.
2: We had to go around the horn. What Do you sit everybody against the Lions or... Play half and sit the rest, or who's going first? Max can go
3: first. I think I, I think you have to have to have to 100%. David Bakhtiari, Billy Turner, and Jair Alexander need to all play at least one series. We need to know if those guys can play contact football before we give them a like Jair Alexander especially has had no contact. He needs contact to make sure we can give him a playoff spot. Um. Other than that, I don't really care if anybody plays.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see them playing any major starters. If they don't have to, they'll probably work, may work them in for a series or something. I, but I
1: disagree with all of you, and I'll just say 2011. Remember 2011? They sat everybody against Detroit, and, it and they played came out, out, badly, out yeah. and laid an egg against the Giants. It'll be 21 days was that, was if that. they don't play next week. They don't play on Sunday against the Lions. It would be 21 days from the Vikings game to the first round of the playoffs. You can't. They have to play. Do you think they're going to play in full game, though? No. No, they'll play a half. Yeah. quarter. All right, Here, so he's he, his half. I would say, say a quarter. Couple yeah. Series. yeah. yeah.
3: Here's, here's the other thing that I do think is something. Well, they're playing in Detroit in a dome. Yep. So as far as being concerned about it's too cold. you know, don't want Rodgers to throw in the cold or whatever. He's everything. All that's fine. He's in a dome. Rodgers is... Thirty-six touchdowns, zero interceptions over the last two seasons against the NFC North. Thirty-six and zero. I think he's got to try and hit forty, right? <laughs> 40, 40 to zero.
1: I just think you can't let him go three weeks without
3: playing.
2: The, the bad part is, is I think there's no right or wrong or good yeah. answer because yep. well, the last time we were if, the one seed it didn't work right. out either. So. If they play, get hurt, yep. any of those guys get hurt, right?
1: You're, you're the, like, why you, did you play them? Why game? did
2: you play anybody? And the other bad part is. Yeah, they get some play time, but that's like... It'd be like us going outside right now and warming up our truck and then letting it sit for an hour and then going to drive it. Because like, the game is meaningless? Well, no, what I'm saying is it's like they're warming up.
1: It's still and then they still got two weeks before they play. The only thing I, I could see is if Roger's toe is really that bad, like, yeah, sit him because you don't want to make it worse. Like, he, healing time.
3: I wouldn't hate seeing a look at Jordan Love give him great. another chance against a... In for your opponent and let him just
1: kind of... I think the for, for all of the reasons... The brass needs good. to see that. Yeah. I think Gutekunst needs to see him play more. He played a little last night, which... Meh. But Even he didn't do it I
2: mean, they were no, he just rolling right. yeah. For us it. and for trade bait, we need right. to see him. That'd he
1: did great. have more rushing yards than Delvin, though. No Ooh. way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> than Delvin. Jordan could. loved wow. it. I suppose.
0: Well, they it. had 37
3: yard rush yards total. Yeah. Mannion, Cook, and Madison together. Because so, I think Mannion had like eight or nine. Right. So now you're down to
0: now you're down to twenty eight, and, and Madison had a I think one or two good runs. So yeah, that that center
1: that caught that pass probably had more yards.
0: Yeah, that was crazy too. Yeah. They bopped it up in the air. Did you? Max was at the game. Did you see that happen? Or were yeah, you looking so, away.
3: Well, I was yelling at Chris Barnes when it happened because that's who hit the guy real nice and square, and then he stood over him and I was like screaming right, like, like the, get the, the, ball. Way. the Play is still going. Yeah, like, yeah. Celebrate after which. You know, whatever. Didn't I'm matter, t- but telling a guy who's making millions of dollars how to do his job. But yeah. From 80 yards away. More than 80 <laughs> yards. But yeah. I was trying to tell him. But yeah, I. Uh, it was funny. No, you could tell, like, I was hoping because his. His back was to me, like when he caught the ball. Mm-hmm. So like I couldn't see where the ball. I didn't know if it actually hit or not. Like I didn't. He know. caught it. He legitimately caught. it. Was a good it.
0: catch. But I didn't know in the. It was moment. a good catch right. and a good run. I mean, yeah, he, but yeah. He, he got trucking and took like five guys to drag him down.
3: Either way, I was screaming, "Somebody tackle him, please!" Probably not that quietly,
2: or no. How cold was it? Can you feel your hands yet? Today? It was fine. My yeah. I was
3: good.
0: I, so I. The nice I, thing about a cold weather game at Lambeau is your. Squished in so much with everybody around you, a lot of body heat. We share. actually
3: had a lot of room in our section last night. I was kind of surprised. Oh, yeah. It was um it was nice. <laughs>
0: That's but one good part about Lambo is it always
2: looks full, but I mean you get like twelve inches to <laughs> sit, so if <laughs> two people out of your I row have... aren't there, it's great because you get more room. That's the
1: first time I've ever had that much room to sit. I mean Usually oh. you're standing sideways, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the student section in Madison, you're yeah. always standing sideways.
2: <laughs> Did you bring a cushion for your butt?
1: Nope. Well, uh-huh. I only sat down maybe
3: 60 seconds. Whole what game. about the styrofoam
2: for your feet? Nah. No. I spend big Does that money. work? Oh, it's great. I Is spend, it? I yeah. spent too
3: much money on boots and socks to have to carry styrofoam around. It's
2: just nice too, you can just leave it maybe. behind.
3: I did wear my, all I had on for an uh, older show was my Tilt Agronomy Carhartt vest. <laughs> That's it. Mm. Didn't have my jacket or anything, just the, just the old sleeveless. Wow. So, Stud. did the job. Yeah, there was a lot
0: of people there with not a lot of clothes on. I was, I was shocked. Like, Mr. High Class Todd. Yeah, leave the garbage for the garbage <laughs> men to pick up. I I, own, I, I won't clean up my own mess.
2: I will take it most of the time and at least <laughs> junk it on your way out. But no, it's nice because you don't have. It's light to carry and yeah, that work. But it's got to be really cold to need that.
3: It was ten at kickoff. They said they put it on yeah, the board, and then everybody went crazy.
1: That's what it was.
3: I, I'm not gonna lie. I was hoping it'd be colder. I really wanted a game that I could tell my kids about someday. Like I was at the coldest Packers Vikings oh, game there. ever or like my grandma and grandpa told me about being at the Ice Bowl. And I think that's awesome. They still have the face mask and everything. Like you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So I've been to some really cold this is the second really cold game or and it wasn't that bad, but where they got excited, like it, oh it's gonna be cold. The other one was yeah. a Giants playoff game and it was
1: Oh, cold. is that the the that where his face was froze off. That, no, it was the one like two years. Wait, because that three. was after was that the the, right, the fire one where you threw the pick. No,
3: this was the one four, three years, four years ago.
1: Oh,
2: yeah, I was at that game. That when was cool when they
3: threw the hail mary at halftime. Oh, yeah, like, to Cobb. Yep, that was sweet. I was at that one. It was cold that day because I spilled my beer and before I could suck it up off the table, mm. it was frozen. I mean, <laughs> it was cold that day. Wow.
1: well, I got to think like because the playoffs are pushed back a week like this year. It, there's a chance it's going it's to be, be really colder. Cold. Yeah. yeah.
3: We didn't realize our home field advantage last year just because there was only 8,000 people in the stands. stands. I think it's different in Lambeau when there's 80,000. That's a good
2: point is the number one seed this year is a bigger deal than the number
1: one seed last year. Last year,
3: year, yeah. Yeah. It was was pretty loud in there last night. It was pretty...
1: And I would think, you know, going forward, they're going to give the Packers later games again, so it'll be colder. Like in the day, later in the day. They won't get the... Noon slot.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't think so, but I don't. Know. Either way, it, in February when it's negative ten, it's negative ten. It doesn't, right it doesn't really matter if you play at noon or seven. It's pretty cold. Cold. I did, I did. It did get start to get cold right at the end of the game last night when the bowl started to empty out. You could feel like as the people were leaving, you could feel the temperature <laughs> dropping in the bowl. It was kind of freaky, honestly. But as because you know, fourth quarter people started just kind of.
1: Well, that was what thirty-seven-three. Yeah. Yeah, you get that. We didn't stay the
3: whole time. We left after Dylan scored in the fourth quarter. So we left before Jordan Love came in because there wasn't much to watch.
1: No.
0: All right. You guys ready to get into our topic for today? Oh, yeah. Let's do this. So do farmers make New Year's resolutions? Some of them probably do. I don't know. You guys could answer that better than us probably if you're listening. But five resolutions that they could try. So, Bill, what do you got for us?
1: Yeah, I was got to thinking, you know, as soon as uh, Christmas is over, the weight loss commercials come out on TV and <laughs> the radio, like December 26th, it seems. I thought, well, maybe there's some resolutions farmers could try. So, um, in, in no particular order here, just kind of some thoughts we jotted down. Um, just kind of go over some things that uh, I've thought of over the years that, Farmers could do a better job of to either help in record keeping or just profitability or just different things. So again, no particular order, but number one, uh, take time to enter monitor data in the field. Um, so I know when you're planting or doing tillage, you just want to keep those wheels turning and you don't want to stop to take that extra, whatever it is, five minutes to enter what you're doing when it is you know, what task you're doing, but it really helps in the fall. And I think as agronomists, it helps to know that that data is entered accurately. So if you take a few minutes at planting time, I think it'll pay dividends through, through the rest of the year. Um, and another one of our agronomists that's not on the podcast here, but also suggested in that same vein is manure logs. Um, I think this time of year, we're going through manure logs and entering in our nutrient management plans and a there, nothing's better than a good manure log.
3: The reports off the Green Star or whatever system you got are a lot better than some stuff scribbled down on a napkin. Yep, they really even
2: scribbled, just written down. Yeah. Sometimes even that any record is good. But even yeah. that,
3: but if we can get, if we can do it the right way, right. it really simplifies the process when we get to accounting and permits and all that kind of
1: stuff. The other thing with the with the Up Center or whatever you're using is. It's accessible at any point, and you can't lose it. You know, you scribble it on a napkin or you just put it somewhere, and then all of a sudden it comes to December, and, oh, crap, where did that sheet of paper go?
3: We've all gotten a leftover cheeseburger wrapper with a couple things scribbled down on it or whatever else, you know, and it, I'm glad some things are written down, but, yeah, it's, those go missing pretty quick.
0: And some farmers should be doctors because you can't hardly read the writing, and you're like, what field is this? I didn't know you had a field fork. Set four.
3: That's the other thing is, um, if your things are being written down in general, the names can get kind of fuzzy. I've noticed where if we are using our our technology, we have a set name then at that point. Yep. yep. Consistency or, is good. The old Johnson forty. When now it's field three. You know those are two different things, and pretty quick here we mm-hmm. start to lose track of stuff.
2: It's a good time to if you do manual record keeping is kind of get those sheets right. Like on our crop plans, we put a I put a section for date planted, variety planted. Yep. Just getting all that prepared, and then all they got to do is jot in, kind of what they actually did. Or a lot of times it's got a plan variety in there, and you just got to circle it or write what you did. So I, I think that is a good one. Bill is just basically how you know assess your current record keeping and what do you got to do to make it better for 2022.
1: And I think we always get in that spot, like, oh, I don't have time to do that right now. I'll do it later, and then later never happens. So, make your resolution to stop. You know, you drive into the field. It's a good time to, you know, as you're opening up your planter, or your tillage equipment, or whatever you're doing as you're getting it, pre- you know, ready at the field entrance. That's the time to do whatever you
0: got to do to get that written down. And that is one benefit, like Max was saying, to have the the monitors usually picks up what field you're in automatically so Mm -hmm. you're not you don't have to worry about writing down that part of it as long as it's not the first time you've been in that field so yep
1: all right next one number two plant cover crops on time um i know a lot of us have intentions you know i got i'm gonna do a cover crop this year harvest comes and oh we got this going on that going on manure whatever and we're not diligent about having that drill follow the the chopper or, the combine, like Matt, I'm sure you've seen with your doings with all the demo farms, like how important that is to get those cover crops planted as soon as
0: that field is available, yeah, just like anything else, planting date matters, oh, um you know we have the technology now too that you there are ways of of managing that cover crop if it's planted before your manure and some of those other operations, where you know you can do it in a different order, it doesn't have to be harvest manure cover crop. So, you know, there's ways of getting around that. So yeah, it is very important to realize that. And if you're getting cost sharing money or, you know, if you're signed up for a program, there's usually a date assigned to that. That's your last date for planting. So you want to make sure you meet that. Otherwise, I almost why, think
2: we use that date though as like a, Oh, well, I just got to get ahead of that. And yeah. Oh, yeah. really what this should say, Bill, instead of on time is like as early as you can yeah. Yep. Yeah. plant them because it, You know, farmers even say that you know a day in August, like a day in August, is worth a week in September, kind of a thing of Mm -hmm. drying down corn. And the same goes for your cover crops. Is I think that's a good resolution that just assess your soil health plan and how can you make it better. And one of the easiest ones is just to plant as early as you possibly can.
0: Yep, and depending on your species too. I mean, if unless you're just planting winter rye, um, a lot of those things need to be planted right away. Otherwise you're not going to get a benefit out of them. So,
1: But even at that, Matt, look at the difference in root growth and above-ground growth of rye if it's planted two weeks sooner. than. Right. <laughs> I would say that yeah. one is
2: the exception, though. Like You could almost get too much of that stuff. Well, you get too so you much, You could switch sure. species, yeah. have a different species, which would be nice. Well, and Something not as aggressive if you, didn't, if you were planting so late. Fair enough. So.
0: You can cut your rates, too, the earlier yes. you plant it. Plant you less. Know, so you're spending less money on that cover crop right. potentially the earlier you get it Change in, your so. planting processes. There's
3: a huge difference between spinning something on VT VTing it once and putting it in with
1: a drill, you know? Yep. All right, number three. Uh, this is kind of a pet peeve of mine, and I realize things happen, but uh, keep planned seed varieties in the planned field. And what I mean by that is, is we sit down... In the winter time, when we buy our seeds, mainly it's corn, but we buy. Let's just say we buy our corn varieties, wow. beans too. Yeah, with beans. The, yeah. especially well, depending sure, traits. Right, rates, right yeah, with trait the technology done. now. Okay, we plant it out, and then when farmers get to planting, it's just all hell breaks loose, and we just plant whatever where. Yep, just whatever bag,
0: whatever order the bags
1: come off the pallet, basically. Right, right, and it's like we planned. We planned those hybrids or those varieties. In December or whenever it was, for a specific reason, right? So let's follow that reason through to actually planting.
3: Have you been monitoring my phone calls?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes. Just yes, had this. Yes, just yes, had this conversation. We we harvested, looked at numbers, saw what varieties did well, and kind of used some of that information to help us pick for next year. And two weeks after, we had ordered the varieties. We got another phone call from the guy planting, who said, "Yeah, I wasn't taking very good notes, so that data is not
1: very reliable." So everything we just looked at in, in and yeah. used to buy next year's varieties is wrong. W- why did
0: we plant drought guard corn in the swamp? When, right. Was it used? was.
3: I mean, and it was. It was nothing that dramatic, but. I mean that. Oops! Sorry, that was really loud. Th- that's
0: yeah. a good point, though. As we but went it, on the
2: first one, is take you know make sure you enter it stuff, and poorly entered is worse than nothing. <laughs> well, right, it, if they're going to yeah. do that, and the,
3: the reason I think of this is. For this specific operation i make nice maps before the season ever starts of exactly what goes where because we pick varieties very specifically with that grower and things are supposed to go in a certain place so there is really nice notes to start with it just they, didn't, they don't always come out in the end and so this is keep your keep your plan there's a reason for the plan there's a reason you decided that stuff and yeah some of the varieties we found out i couldn't understand why they didn't perform well there because they performed well in the same situation on every other farm, well, it's because that's not the variety that was there. That was most of the problem.
0: Yeah. Now I, I would echo though, what Todd said earlier about watching your technologies too, especially soybeans. Uh, you are you're basically negating the the technology if you plant two different things in the in the, in the same, same field. field. You can't you can't spray and list or you know whatever it is that trait that it has. Because of one bag that you planted in the headlands or in the middle of the field, like yep. that, you're now going to kill if you do it. Like, or,
1: or the things we had this summer with a few farms where the records were taken wrong, and and we did have thought it was extended, and it was in list, and we had some kills because there was miscommunications or just not good.
0: Yeah, somebody should records long, long ago should have been held to the fire for naming those two things that so close. closely together with the E's.
3: Good thing there isn't ingenia.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much gone now, especially in this winter time. Though this is a good one to we spend all this time planning. Make sure you communicate your plan early and often because sometimes it doesn't get down to who you know who's planting your corn needs to know. Yep, wh- here's why we're doing it. Not just some of those guys don't. They just like you say, grab a bag of seed or whatever. It's like no, we need. This planted here and here's why and here's how
1: we're planting stuff out. And some things to make that easy too is like I know most farmers have like center fill corn planters now, but if you don't and you have like a twelve row planter, buy your corn in like increments of twelve. So you you just you know, it's twelve bags. Yeah. I
2: I've seen a lot where it's twelve or twenty four bags yeah. or thirty six, yeah.
0: No good conversation generally starts with, "Well, I had a little bit of seed left in the one box <laughs> or in the one section of the drill." Or
3: that's a different thought process too to think about buying it based on rows rather than based on acres, right? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thinks. I think seems like everybody thinks about think. You know, hey, that's ten acres, so I'm going to buy enough corn for ten acres. I'm mm-hmm. going to buy that many bags. Well, it's all fine and dandy except for ten acres. You know, it doesn't always come out that even. Right. So
1: that's. A- it doesn't seem to be happening as much as as much as it used to. I remember years ago, a lot of farms buying. I have six six rows in my corn planter, so I'm going to buy in increments of six for my seed corn. So, all right, number four. Uh, I think we've harped on this before, but spread manure over more acres, which possibly in turn would go meaning smaller rates. You know, which is good, so you can cover your acres, but just with fertilizer costs the way it is. Uh, obviously, fall manure is done, but I'm sure everyone out there, most out there, will have spring manure. So, remember, it's probably better if more acres get manure than just some get bigger rates. So, cut the rates down, get it all across more acreage.
0: It's easy to to haul more on one field because you're you're making less trips to different fields, but the benefits are are there and and do kind of
1: help. And it's hard because I'm sure some manure haulers, the pressure is to get it out. So they don't want to move, right? They want to set up and be done. But they have,
2: I mean, they have set up costs now. You do play by the gallon typically. So for a farmer, yeah. I don't think you'll see your prices double if you cut your rates in half per se. You'd, not even close. You just have a few more setup rates, rates. I think that to explain in the haulers, I had one farmer this fall, they covered basically all the acres at half the rate and then next spring we're going to go on a few of those acres at a half the other half to the finish. rate to finish. And so it kind of was like, well, this fall it'll be more work, but then next spring you're you, kind of he showed the, the hauler the whole plan, and it was more work for the hauler,
1: but he understood why he was yep. doing it that way. Yep. And then finally for our top, not top, but five resolutions farmers could do is take more samples. Um, I was looking at some of my farm's, this fall because we could kind of look the whole season back. And it's, for me, it's especially take more manure samples. There was a couple of farms, especially the k ones, we were pretty shy on manure samples. And I think that's a combination of, you know, I could do a better job of getting order to taking them or the manure haul could take a few or the farmer could take, you know, we just didn't have the bulk of samples. And I think that's important to make sure we get enough manure samples over a
0: stretch. Well, and yeah, you don't want to take them all up front or all at the end, you want to kind of space them out so you can get a a little bit of that variability because when you get towards the bottom of the pit, there can be more solids depending on your bedding and all that.
2: One thing I did see this year is the pits ran more even because there wasn't as many, say, rainfall events. or. It seemed like when they did haul, the events were over a shorter period of time. So just knowing when that manure changes that you might want to grab another manure sample and see what the what the changes show up in the in the in the manure i would say testing in general bill too you could you know more tissue or more soil sample as needed yep as fertilizer prices go up you know making sure we utilize those things to making sure we're putting out what the crop needs and and have all that documentation to show why it needs that amount
1: well think about what input costs are and versus what a sample cost is you know it's Sample costs, whether it's manure or soil or whatever, is a fraction. Especially this year's with fertilizer doubling in price
2: or tripling, the, the, for tilt agronomy for next year, our sample cost is not going up. No. So there also is that idea that it should be more cost-effective to do that sampling and kind of making sure that you need what you need for those nutrients out there.
1: So, what do you think the Todd's top ten New Year's resolutions are? <laughs> These are not my top ten. This was from some
0: article. I always think because it's always those same resolutions people make. Yeah, the quote unquote con- conventional list of resolutions like the, losing weight. The
3: first three are the exact same thing.
0: Eat healthier. Oh yeah, look at get fitter. Weight, yeah, eat healthier, get fitter. Those all kind of go together.
3: New Year's resolutions are silly.
0: Spend more time with family and friends.
1: Maybe you don't want to spend more time with family and friends.
0: <laughs> that, that can be counter to number five. Be yeah, aware. Bill, I, Bill, I've met your family. Be yeah. more aware and take care of your mental health. <laughs> that and Spending more time with family and friends doesn't always good together. <laughs> that's not a mental health <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> uh, travel more. Cut back on spending. May, take up a new hobby. Be more environmentally friendly. that That's, I'd say, a newer one. I don't yep, think remember that one down there. And l- look for a new job. That's interesting. That's the Great Recession showing
2: yeah. up, or the Great Resignation is what they're calling. Sure, it. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's that's
0: really what they call it, but it's not so much people quitting and not working; it's just going to different jobs. And that's yeah.
1: My wife was reading an article. She told me the other day that there's actually like the amount of startups, like people are quitting conventional jobs and to start their own, starting business. their own business. That's like. Skyrocketing. Well, there's know. so sure. much
3: money for small businesses right now with some of the COVID payments and stuff like that. It's a little bit more it's a little bit less scary. Sure. It's not easier. You still are starting right. a no, small it's business. Still a lot of, yeah. But it's a little bit less scary. There's a little bit more incentive to do it right yeah. now.
2: Max, I take it you don't do resolutions. What's funny
3: is I will think about like talking with growers like what we're gonna do different next year that to be better. But I think New Year's resolutions are a joke. I think if you need
0: one day of the year for you to decide to better yourself. What do they say? Most of them fail within the first month. Like right. After after January ends, pretty if, much goes away.
3: If you truly want something to change in your life, you don't need to make a Facebook post about it. That's what I think.
0: <laughs>
1: what? I thought that's where all resolutions happen.
0: <laughs> New, New Year's resolutions don't necessarily equate to Facebook posts, Max. Come on.
3: I just, I don't, I've never believed, I thought they were stupid when I was in second grade IR. He didn't like them. So I'm not. If you do them, hey, more power to you. If that's what you need, go for it. But they're not, yeah. They don't happen in my house, I can tell you that.
2: I always hated the word resolution because that implies... There's a problem. Th- that there's a... You know, your, your current situation's real bad. Well, if it is real bad, then you got more than just a resolution. Right. I, just goal setting in general. I think farmer... You know, we when we sit down and do crop planning session, it's yeah. talking about, okay... You should always have goals. Yeah. Well,
3: that's different. Goal setting? Huge. Yes. Huge. Big time. Huge. huge. Big time goal setter guy.
2: Even this year is a good time to talk about what did not work last year and... Maybe yeah. how you can change or fix
0: that. Well, and, and I, that's probably the more important thing. Is nothing will, if you change nothing, nothing will change. So if you don't have a goal to to make a difference, that's not going to. It's
1: kind of like change. your definition of insanity.
0: Yeah, it's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. All right, so there you go. There's some ideas for making a goal for this year. Not necessarily a resolution. But if you have a problem, you should probably resolve it. And now we'll move into our spotlight for today. So 22 reasons to keep dairy in your diet for 2022. I don't think we have to read through the whole list, but the top couple here, nutrient-packed. I mean, that's always been kind of a selling point of milk. Lots of different nutrients, vitamins, uh, et cetera, calcium, all things that can be found in milk. Go, number two goes along with our last topic of the more conventional resolutions, weight loss. So this is promoting yogurt, I guess, cheese as something that can assist, eh, eh, assist with weight loss. I mean, eh, too much dairy could be... Other well, H2, I just in general, problem. says keep keeps you feeling fuller
2: longer. Right, you know, it, just protein, yeah, healthy fats and proteins.
0: It would it would cost
3: you almost double to drink almond juice all year versus yes. I, mean, I, I really
1: like they called it almond juice. I appreciate that. Yeah, because <laughs> I was in Woodman's the other day, and next to the dairy case on the other side was almond milk and soy milk, and I was offended. <laughs> it's not milk. It's
0: Gotta get up early in the morning and milk those almonds, or those soybeans. <laughs> uh, pretty simple ingredients that go into milk. It's, there's not a lot of nothing added usually. Not any unless it's there's chocolate no milk yellows, or yellow five. Yeah, yellow. N- nothing you can't. Because uh, what's the what's the saying? If you can't name it, you shouldn't eat it, or something like that. It's, uh, no issues there. Zero added sugar. They don't uh, again, unless it's like chocolate milk or something. Like that, there might be a little bit with the chocolate, which is also very good. It's yummy. It's a good uh, workout recovery drink. Boy, chocolate I drink milk. A lot of chocolate milk
2: over Christmas. I, they at one of the gatherings they had a Dutch chocolate milk from. I want to say it was Dean's, but I thought Dean's was gone. It was really good anyway. A different uh, like a different type of chocolate, like a more and, richer yeah, type chocolate. It was
0: it also tastes like a milkshake.
1: Max is like Where? I need to find that.
0: I like chocolate milk. I think maybe you should get some and bring it in. If next you guys I
2: I will try to do that. I Mid mean, June Dairy Month is a little waste.
0: I know, but we can they do like Christmas in July and it's six months from <laughs> right now, go. so can't the we June do, like, dairy we can do June, June dairy, month dairy Month in January? In January? <laughs> it's like you, we're starting a trend. <laughs> you heard of
3: half Christmas, it's half June yeah. Dairy month.
0: I like that. Yeah. I like this plan. A this lot. works out. I I don't see a problem at all with this. Spot the flaw.
1: <laughs> I can't. Changed my mind, right? Like that.
0: But yeah, so a lot of different things here sustainable, protein, uh, the calcium improves health, improved immunity, better joint health, reduces inflammation, muscles. You don't need muscle milk, just regular milk. Helps with your gut health. Uh, there, There again, that's like the yogurt side of things, have a lot of probiotics in them. So yeah, there's a lot of positives about drinking milk. And if you're lactose intolerant, there's options there. They have lactose-free milk and the A2 milk, which locally we can find. I think. Did we talk about that in the podcast or just in person? Yeah, we. No, I think we did. We I think we mentioned that. Two, yeah, two Guernsey f- girls. In freedom. Yeah, they've got yep. the that which is supposed to be a more uh, lactose-free friendly milk, uh, not as as hard on the gut. And it is, so. it is truly a little bit more friendly on the gut,
3: unfortunately, I do suffer from, from some lactose intolerance, but I can chug that
0: milk and it doesn 't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I drink a lot of it
3: actually. I drink a lot of their milk now.
0: So there you go. All some good reasons to eat or drink your dairy now we 'll move into the egg history minute. So since we're on the topic of New Year's resolutions, we thought we'd talk a little bit about the history of how they got their start. So in 2000 BC, the Babylonians celebrated the New Year during a 12-day festival called Akitu, starting with the vernal equinox. This was the start of the farming season to plant crops. They would crown their king and make promises to pay off their debts. One common resolution was returning... The returning of borrowed farm equipment, which makes sense for agricultural community. You want to make sure you get your neighbor back, whatever you borrowed. Don't hang on to it for 10 years. Why uh,
2: didn't Why didn't that make the list of your... <laughs> that's yeah, a good Versions, yeah. Return your neighbor's <laughs> ret- equipment. If that's where it started. Oh, that's like perfect. I forgot I like, had your chisel plow. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Isn't it like gravity boxes, chopper wagons, and bail wagons like... The number one shared, at least yeah. it was on our farm. Probably like dump carts now. Yeah, right. Yeah. The whole community. Old, rates, old dump carts yeah. would be yeah.
0: So in the U.S., New Year's resolutions are still a tradition, but the type of resolutions have changed, like we talked. Uh, a lot of them were being more spiritual, reflecting a desire to just develop stronger moral character, better work ethic, or more restraint in the face of earthly pleasures. Uh, but. Overall, they've become, like we kind of talked about earlier, more of a, a fad-type thing to an extent of, oh, I'm going to do do this, and it kind of repeats every year. So, like we said, set goals. Don't necessarily look for resolutions. Todd, what do you got for us?
2: Thanks to everybody listening out there, and please uh, tell your farmer friends to start their own New Year's resolution to listen to Tilt Talk Radio. They can subscribe to the podcast by doing that, they search Tilth Talk Radio and Apple Podcasts on your iPhone or on Android. You need to download another app. It's Podcast Addict, Podbean, or Player FM are three apps that we like using. And there you search Tilth Talk Radio and hit the subscribe button. And if you're on a computer or smartphone browser, there you don't need to subscribe. You can just go to a website. It's tilthegg.com slash podcast.
0: And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilt Talk Radio. All right, now let's wrap things up with some current events. So we got Cool Beans, that's Corny. Cool Beans? Cool Beans. Cool, cool beans. beans. Cool Beans. <laughs> cool Beans.
3: This news. This new we're in a different seating order. Is yes. blowing my mind. <laughs> it's getting
0: a little jumpy there, <laughs> I jumped the on. gun. All right, our Cool Beans this week donations from Culver's Thank You Farmers Project. Have surpassed $3.5 million. So Culver's has a long reputation of supporting farmers and the future of the agriculture industry with its work with National FFA. Since its creation in 2013, the Culver's Thank You Farmers Project has raised over $3.5 million. So far in 2021, or so the last year, The program raised five hundred thousand toward its mission of advocating for the positive impact agriculture has on the world. So pretty cool. Twenty thirteen, so not quite twenty years old, and they've gotten quite a bit of money moving through that program. So, and you get custard. Kudos to Culvers. Thank you. The big thank
3: you, Farmers Barn, they have on one fifty one. Yep, on one fifty
0: one down south. Yeah.
3: They also do the. was it scoops of thanks or something like that where the yep. certain like local FFA chapters get yep. a dollar of every a dollar of every custard, custard sale for yep. the night for the, yep and then they come and scoop come and scoop custard so that's pretty cool
1: yeah they and actually um even if you don't like have a Culver's in your school district I've had I've seen like Little Shoot especially does different city local cities. Freedom, freedoms is at the West
3: Hill location usually. Yeah, well, they started there before Little Shoot. No, right right, oh, we're giving local geography here. Before Little Shoot built theirs, Freedom was already at West Hill, so it just they just
0: kind of kept, kept going it there. So you gotta go west past Farmer Johnson's fence on that corner, and then you head north <laughs> for about a block, and then country mile rods. So you gotta it's got to be rods.
1: measuring
2: rods how much culver's did you guys eat over the holidays is that up the zero wow. yeah
1: i did zero because i wasn't oh, around yeah. so they but don't have culver's in alabama they do we oh, found do. one we just didn't go really
3: you're like yes. we're out of the, we're out, we're of, the out state. of we're gonna this. eat something
0: just different <laughs> you should have just to see the menu i wonder if it's i know we so
1: were in gulf shores and there's a city called foley about five miles north and we went to get walmart or something and we so it. you went to a Walmart? Yeah, I went to Walmart. Culver's. No. Yeah, we went to Culver's. You didn't go to Publix? Does, we did not. Is the mayor of Foley Matt? I don't know. <laughs>
2: didn't ask. They were training. Like, I was at a Culver's end of last week with the whole family, so we had a pretty big order, and they were training a guy how to do it. And just, that was pretty intense watching him get trained. And then I thought, like, the kids grabbed the number, you know, when we walked away. Nobody did. And nobody did. And we sat down for a little while. And then my wife's like, hey, you know, did you get the number? Who's got it? And I'm like, I don't know. So I walked back up. Well, he gave the guy, like, next in line the number. Your number? So, like, as I was walking back, he said which number it was supposed to be. And that guy was hilarious because it was just, like, a w- one single dude, and he's getting, like, six meals. <laughs> <laughs> and his eyes just got real big. Like, I didn't, this, like, this is no, great. I this just said like, a Culver's Deluxe. Like, I'm like I got, you know, and then I explained to the person delivering, you know, hand into to him, like, no, it's it's mine. It's okay. And, yeah, the guy's like, oh, thank you. Like, it's.
1: Had a similar situation, 3 years ago it was before covid we were in Sandusky, Ohio Sandusky. for a dance thing for my daughter and across the road from the hotel there was a brand new Culver's being built and while we were there it opened like legitimately first day and so we're like and it was crazy cuz the dri- the the lobby was packed the drive through was 40 deep as long as we were there like it just never got quiet so we went one day for ice cream and we went up to the counter whoa, 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 whoa. You went for frozen what? custard. Custard, sorry. We went for custard. Sorry, Max. Chill. We'll not take that slander. So we went for custard and we just like rattled off what we wanted, like boom boom boom. And the lady at the, the taking our order, she's like are you guys from Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it helped because like... When like you I'm, know oh, the lake. Sure. Yeah, Everyone like, else is probably like, yeah. They're
2: like, we they, we want a McChicken with a yeah, right. Happy Meal, and right, you guys are like, up there being like, Scoopy Meal with a whatever. Yeah, a, we,
1: we knew exactly what we wanted. It probably helped that one of my boys had like a Brewer shirt on or something, But but then it was funny because... Like three people behind the counter just mulling back there. We're like, oh, I'm from Green Bay, and I'm from so they must pull pull pe- p- yeah. people from other stores to train them. And, to- and like it was like kind of crazy because one was from De Pere and is just like, oh man, that's pretty cool. We're in Ohio, and but it's funny because they're like, she legitimately stopped and looked at us like, how do you know this menu? Like, <laughs> well,
3: when I was in Ohio, they. They figured out I was from Wisconsin too, but yeah. that's because I ordered an old fashioned and they'd ah. never heard of it, and I'd teach them how to make it. So, right, like, ah, oh, you are from Wisconsin, I
0: guess. <laughs> All right, now our that's corny for today. The California egg exports are down by two point one billion due to container get in. So we've talked about this before all the container ships <laughs> off the coast of California container apocalypse
2: i didn't know we were calling it container
0: get in well that's We've what successful farming is calling it apparently container gate the cargo pile up the west coast ports have made a greater impact on farm exports from California than the sino us trade war did according to three economists so they estimate losses of 2.1 billion dollars in foreign sales due to a 5 month period of port congestion, comparing that economic loss to about five hundred million from California egg agriculture during the first year of the trade war, so container get in can't can't get it in, can't get it out, apparently. everything's just piled up so unfortunate, but hopefully things will clear up this year. So this is going to be the year. But right? the, the supply chain stuff, I feel like, oh, in three
2: months, it'll be better. And then it's
0: just something different. Yeah, 14 days that, to on the curve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll do it for today. Thanks for being here, guys.
3: Thanks for having us, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, Bill is giving me a look. <laughs>
1: I was distracting him from his... For my weekly duties. End of here, try show
3: it duties. Try it again. I don't, I don't want to screw it up. All right. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt.
0: So this week we talked about some ideas for setting goals for 2022 instead of New Year's resolutions. In our spotlight, we looked at some of the 22 reasons to keep dairy in your diet for 2022. The Ag History Minute, we had the history of how New Year's resolutions started, and our Cool Beans was donations from Culver's over the last few years have added up to $3.5 million, while... Our that's corny was the pile-up in the West Coast shipping, otherwise coined now from successful farming as container geddon, has affected California ag exports. So thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming.